Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Wake Up with Wesley. I'm Wesley. I'm sitting with Jess Corton. Yes, I'm here. Yes, with Jess. Wes and Jess. Yes. Hi, Jess. It sounds so good together. Mm-hmm. Why does it sound so good together? <laughs> it's meant to be. Wes and Jess. <laughs> so I'm still here, you guys. I don't yeah. know when this is airing, but I've been in Hawaii mm-hmm. with Jess on the North Shore for about a week now. Um, today, we're going to talk about healing. Yeah. And... This morning, Jess took me on this walk that she goes on almost every day. Is that right, Jess? Every day? Yeah, pretty much. Just about every day. I've been hearing about it for about a year and a half now, this beautiful walk that she takes. And I'm just like sitting there green with envy, <laughs> like hearing about your beautiful, nourishing mm. nature walk that you get to do every single day and magic and mm. alchemy and transmutation. All these things go on for you in this walk. And like, I've been chomping at the bit to go to experience this with her. Yes. And today was the day and it it just it didn't disappoint. I'm sure we'll get into it. But it yeah. got us talking this morning about the topic of healing, which is not unusual for us. It's kind of all we talk about. Yeah, it's what we do. It's what we work through. Our life is one big healing balm mm-hmm. experience. We've made our life this this like it's an art form. It's a craft of yes, healing. Craft. I love that word. It is, Jess. And so, and so as we were talking about, like, she was showing me how she heals herself. And was it you or was it me? I don't know at this point. We were like, why don't we just talk about like the the blanket subject of what healing is to us individually? It's so interpersonal. It's so custom to you and your body. And my healing is so custom to me and my body that like. Let's breathe some life into this topic. Yes. Let's rally. I love it. So I think for all of us, healing um, is actually already in us. Like the body um, knows how to heal. We get a scrape. Um, what happens, right? It bleeds. There's a clot. A scab is formed, right? Mm-hmm. So when the body is in like perfect nutrition and everything it needs, it will do its healing. And so we have the opportunity as as humans to witness the healing that happens in these physical spaces. And then how can we embody that type of healing in the spirit body, in the energetic body, in the emotional body. And so when I came to Hawaii, to the North Shore, um, after I finished my cancer treatments, I kind of just fell upon this healing and the pathway of it. And I didn't know that that's what I was doing. What did you think it was, (laughs) Jess? I just thought, I'm going to go outside and I'm just going to go walk. You know, I was like, we've talked about it here. A lot of my healing during my treatments was in the bathtub, was in the water. And I had those hours in the bathtub where I was, you know, visualizing and dissolving cancer cells. And we moved here and there was no bathtub. So I was like, okay, no bathtub. This is going to happen somewhere else. So I just started just waking up in the morning when it was almost still dark out. There were still stars out. And I would put my backpack on and grab my towel and my journal and my water and my Palo Santo and a portable candle. And I would just okay, I'm just going to go. And I would, these trails were brand new to me. So I didn't even know where they went, how long they were, how they interweaved. And I just started walking and I would walk so slow that sometimes I would be walking for like three hours. And when it was time to go home, it would take me like 25 minutes to get home (laughs) because I was moving so slowly. And what turned into this kind of just being curious, being outside and watching the flowers. I remember distinctively watching a bee go into the flower and being like, what? I never do this. I never watch this. And it was this idea of being in flow with the universe, Mm -hmm. right? As humans, we are so in this this, um, energy of go and produce. And when I came to the island, what I was so sure of is that my job was to heal. And if everyone 
had supported my healing through all of those treatments and through just the the intensity that the way I could show up for all these people that showed up for me is heal everything that was in my power. And I took it on like a job, Mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of like what you talked about in your first podcast that you were like, I am in this space and I'm going to sit in this space until I find myself. And I knew I had to find myself. And even though that wasn't a thought that I had when I went on my walk, as I started taking one step after the other, I started kind of creating this way of being being in nature that allowed me to tap into my body, into my system, into my soul space. And I would sit there and I call it like the doorstep of my heart. I would sit at that doorstep and I had a certain path that I would walk and I would sit with my back against a tree. I'd pick the tree that had the sun just perking through the leaves where there was just a little bit of light. Mm -hmm. And I would sit there with my back against a tree and I would close my eyes and I put my hand on my heart. And I would just pray that God would give me the story or the experience that needed to be healed. And I would say, let it rise. If it's for healing today, let it rise. Mm -hmm. And it was vulnerable to do that because what started coming up were traumas, you know, from my journey, my cancer journey, like physical things that my subconscious mind had protected me from. And I couldn't process it like in wakeful state. Um, But what started happening is that I learned that whatever came to the surface, I was to write about that thing. And as I wrote about it, I relived experiences that I didn't even fully remember in my body. And I would write them down and I would write and pull my knees to my chest and rock and I would cry and then I would write. And there was times when I asked God, do I need to keep going? And he would say, yes. And I knew that this process was for my healing. Now, the writing was part of the healing, but before I even got to the writing, it was really just the walking, like the walking with no end in mind. Like how often do we do that? We go on a hike, there's like a vantage point we're getting to. We do like any type of bike ride, it's to like end up at the gas station so we can all get- To exercise. Yeah, there's a point to the end. There's there's a point. There's an end point. And like what healing is, it is, is, it is not linear. And I just don't think- I knew that. I remember thinking, I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to get the cancer out of my body, and then I'm going to be done. And what I learned in this process of this walk that took me back and forth and zigzagging through the woods is that how I was going to heal my body, my soul, my mind, my heart was going to be messy. It was going to be... um almost random, like the experiences weren't chronological, right? Mm -hmm. And so as I like settled into this presence and it's what I call a walkabout and it's, I actually do that with women now. I I take them on a walkabout, we have movement and we sit in nature and we witness like this earth, this land, this ocean teach us because her personalities are endless, right? You walk to the edge of the ocean on a stormy day and it's like the waves are raging and it's moody and it's all the things. And I'm like, yeah, that's me. Mm-hmm. Like that right there, the way she's moving water through this bay, like that's me. And then I could walk out there the very next day and she is peaceful and you can see all the way to her depths and she's clear and smooth. And I'm like, yeah. That's me too. And so you let nature teach you its fullness and then you reflect that that is me because we live in a society where people say we high vibes only, good vibes only. And like, that's just not 
my truth. I don't resonate with right? that. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's and I used to say that. Like I used to I used to have language like that. But once you dip into this shadow side, you actually get the opportunity to live so magnificently in the brightness, but it can't fully be seen and felt unless you are comfortable with the shadow. And actually, Wesley, you've really been someone that has guided me down these dark paths. So when Mm -hmm. I've been in these dark places Mm -hmm. and I've called you and I can't breathe and I can't like seem to like move that muck through my body, you're like, it's okay. You actually don't need to move it right now. If it's not Mm -hmm. moving, it's for you to be in feeling. It's bringing it actually into the light. Yes. The dark. To be in sensation. And so this healing walk just started becoming like this practice of I'm ready. I have the things that I need, but I don't need to stop until my body is like, here, here's the tree. Here's the tree you sit at. Here's the place you put your feet in the water. And I just started letting my own like intuition guide me down these paths. And it became the process of that that was the opening to my own medicine. And so what I just kind of want to draw light to is we have healing power in our bodies. Our bodies physically know how to heal. And it's evidence to us because our bodies are just thick and tangible. It's evidence to us that we can also heal in the emotional body. Mm -hmm. But it takes this willingness to do things that nobody has told you to do. Yeah. And I think that's the part that's tricky, right? Like my process isn't your process, but there may be something that I do that your Wes is like, hey, like <laughs> this is a thing. Like today, what did we do? We were in the cove and I was like, float with me. <laughs> Jess is like, just float on your back. Yeah. She talks about this ocean, you guys. Like the o- I will never, ever look at the ocean, mm. Jess. I will never see the ocean the same again in my life because Jess calls it her. Mm-hmm. She's a person. She's a personality. And like, she goes, just float in her. Yeah. Like float in her. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm floating in this water. And I've realized not even as a kid, has have I ever floated in the yeah. ocean like Jess floats yeah. in the ocean, but I will never, ever again get into the ocean and not float in her like that. Yes. Never again. I love that. You are held by this water. It's mm. more buoyant because of the salt. And it's just like juicy and yummy and fun. Mm-hmm. And it makes you feel like a little kid and mm-hmm. in, in play in the water. And Jess, I look over at her and there's kind of not a lot of people around, but enough. And she like, she looks over at me and she goes, sometimes it's a whisper. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, what? And she's like, sometimes it feels good to spread out your toes. I was like, like, okay. Toe stretches. I spread. I'm floating in this water. And all of a sudden, I like my hands were first before my toes. Because you know how it's like your feet. I don't know. We don't stretch our feet. So I'm like stretching out my hands. And then it gets down to my legs. Like I put them straight. I stretch out my toes. And it was just like funny yeah uh, how good it, that guys. feels it's, it. it feels so good it made me laugh and yeah. I just looked at her and I'm like you're so weird and I love <laughs> it I love everything about you this is so weird and I, you're right mm. go float in the ocean and stretch out your toes yes. and call it healing yes and because it, it is healing and it is and that's like what like that is what this life is about. We, I feel like there's this idea that like life is here to make us happy. And I'm like, no, life is here to make us conscious. And so Mm -hmm. what this walk was for me is what is in the subconscious that needs to be seen? Mm -hmm. Like, what is this part of my brain that's, um, 
like kind of talking in the background and I'm not aware of it? And how can that talking become part of my healing? Mm -hmm. You know, how can that communication start informing me of how to move my body, of how to pray, of how to kneel down in a sacred space and ask for support from God? Mm -hmm. And that, um, that is the medicine. And so you're, you, you start kind of seeing all, you know, we have all this cueing for healing. And what I want you to know is that people can give you ideas and there's a lot of information out there, but it's up to you to be the intuit for yourself. And so you try these things on, you take time holding space for yourself, mm-hmm. um, being still, um, like, like just taking a, like a wander. Like it's really about being in curiosity and wonderment of what's around you where when we're connecting with nature, we literally move out of mind space, out of mind space and into like a space of feeling. That is what nature connects us to. That is what grounding is. That's why we are told to take our shoes off and collect our electric magnetic energy into the earth because we receive and it gives. And so- well, it's flow, Jess. You were saying this out yeah. there. Like it actually is a flow state for you mm. where there is no no end in mind. You you veer off the path quite literally. Like you you will take a different route sometimes. Yes. And those things, they're all little things and it's so important because you're in a flow state. You don't have a routine. In right. routine, our body anticipates what's coming next. To heal, I think you have to be in wonderment yes. and wow. openness. Wow. And there's something to to say about this, about you specifically, mm. and, and anyone who is embarking on this work is that um, it takes bravery and a courageous heart because you woke up every single morning knowing the delicate space you were in and mm. your family was in. And to choose to repeatedly do yeah. this, not knowing what can of worms you were going to open up. Oh, wow. And and knowing that you would sit out there mm-hmm. in your healing garden mm-hmm. on your walk doing whatever yes. God called you to do yes. to get back to a place of neutrality, you would work it and and you were committed to this process so that you could come back to your children, to your husband, mm-hmm. to your life mm-hmm. in a state of being okay. Yeah but you would get through hell yes. to, get, to be okay some days. Most days in the beginning. It Most was. Days. You're, you're exactly right. And, and that, like, I learned how to be courageous in the body during my treatments because so much physicalness was taken away from me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was this idea of the body is physically healing, but what is left to heal is still like, that's up to me right? Like my doctors had a plan to, to, to get rid of the cancer cells. There's all those things, but this is the thing with healing that we really, it's, it's helpful to have other people be guides in some way, but true healing, no doctor is going to tell you how to heal. No healer is going to tell you how you need to heal. This is when you own your, this is sovereignty. Mm -hmm. This is sovereignty in the body, in the mind, in the spirit. And to get to sovereignty, you have to ask yourself, what do I need right now? You have to sit so still and drop into the body and go to the doorstep of your heart and knock at that door and say, what is it that you need? And the truth is, is that what I started finding is what was healing to me were things that I did as a child. Mm 
that I chose to do in play mm-hmm. and in creation energy. And and that was this. I had all of these memories. I grew up in Seattle and there was like a pine forest behind me and evergreen trees. And I would go to the woods and I would go to the trees, rain or shine. I would take my, my stuff to build a fort and I took no one with me. And I just loved the silence of the forest. And at a young age, I was doing this for myself. And so when I came to the island and I found this path that was so sacred to me, it was a coming home. Yeah. It was this little is little Jessie. This is where she played. This is where she um this is where she went to heal. And she didn't even know she was healing. It and, and thing is at that point, I don't even know if it was healing. It was just being existence. You were being. I was just being. And so part of, I truly feel as part of the connection to our healing is our ability to drop into our little self and say, what did little Wes do to bring comfort to herself, to heal herself, to take her own medicine that is, you know, that is tingling in her palms and put her palms on her heart and breathe and say, I'm here, Wes. I'm just right here with you. And that is what it was. It was a returning to self. It was returning to little Jesse. It was remembering that nature was holding me and teaching me all the time. And so there's these, you know, Wes, you talk about these breadcrumbs. Yeah. You know, you have your own breadcrumbs as you've been on this healing journey that's been this, oh, this is for me. And that's what my walk is for me. That's what the floating in the water is. That is what the writing is. That is why I bring Palo Santo and I burn because all of my, I know my brain needs multiple senses engaged mm-hmm. to heal, right? Well, what what you do that I think is really, really important, you, it's, it's something that I'm, um, it's more important to me now than it ever was before. So like in my story, I mm. started healing in, Stolen moments in yeah. closets, in bathtubs, closets. by toilets. Yeah. Yes. I find God the in bathroom toilets. I know. Floor, yes. I have been there. Yes. I know that place, But sister. I steal these moments mm-hmm. when I can, when I could back then. It was yes. such like a, it was an escape. Mm-hmm. Not escaping like my reality. It was like escape to reality, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. my specific oh, reality. Escape to your reality. Yes. And the reality was in the stolen. closet and on the bathroom and it was stolen. I and and this mm. is what I've seen you do that that I'm now taking into my own practices, which is um instead of stealing moments for myself, I actually carve out sacred space yes. to do this. Mm. And healing for me now, it it doesn't require, but I think it alchemizes quickly. I think it's more efficient mm. to carve out sacred space for these healing things. And it's so simple and it sounds so, but it, it is, it's the Palo Santo lighting of that. It's a ritual yes. lighting the candle, um, having these like totems, these, these routines that set the space as like a remembrance to the, to the mind, body, heart, soul space that like, I'm doing something here and I'm inviting you in and it's important and it's important. And so I'm going to carve out this space and create it so that, that I'm met halfway because you are always met halfway yeah. by the the mysteries of whatever this yeah, universe beyond is. beyond's holding God. you right yes and that's that's a new thing that i have cultivated that i think is just like this yummy little juicy nugget of, yes. of this work that making a ritual out of it but staying in the flow state so not getting caught up in the routine yes. not getting caught up like i could still go still a moment in the closet yes. and i do and i do but i also have carved out time for myself like a touch point 
each and every day to do this work. And what I think is just interesting, we were talking about this on the walk was we were talking about our younger selves Mm -hmm. and how we were doing back then what we do now and we call it healing. And it was just playing. It was just being back then. And then when you become a teenager, early twenties and and things get um, slippery, shaky, things get rocky all the, all the while through, not just as a teenager. You're increasing in responsibility. Yes. Yeah. And when the burdens come and then the real, like the trauma starts Mm -hmm. to hit and these big life events can, they, they hit you like tsunamis Mm -hmm. sometimes all the time. Yeah. And I could look back on my on my journey and see that much like you, it was opening up a can of worms when I would steal moments in the closet yes. and I would just have to deal with whatever was coming up and it was trauma. It was like the hard stuff always comes up, but now I'm in a place where I create sacred space. I do what I do to heal myself each and every day. And what is coming up for me are these beautiful nuggets of truth and beauty about who I was in the dark moments. Mm -hmm. And it is just such, um, I'm so soft with my younger hurting Mm -hmm. self because you know what I was doing back then, Jess, like we, I've talked about it on the show, but I had a year of addiction things got really dark for me in multiple in multiple areas of my life before and and I'm seeing those hard times that I used to have a lot of shame even secrecy I didn't want people knowing this about me I thought that it meant something about who I am and my yeah. character right and what I see now is that my body was seeking just as it is right now for the healing balm <sighs> but I didn't have the tools I didn't know how to give it what it wanted. You it was self You didn't know what you were thirsty for. Yes. You didn't know you were so hungry. I didn't even know I was seeking. Yes. I didn't know I was seeking what I have found now. Mm-hmm. So when you don't know, when there's an unconscious thread of this, but like, this is who I am to my core. Yes. And when I didn't know that this is who I am to my core and you're hungry and hungry and hungry for something more. And you more, keep trying yes. another element, right? You keep trying something mm-hmm. that like, that is like a firework. Like what is going to make me? And and sometimes it's like either what is going to make me feel or what is going to make me not, not feel. feel. <laughs> it's like those two things together. And this is like, we use this term like self-medication. Yeah. And often that medication is outside of our bodies, right? It's something that isn't our, that isn't in ourselves. And I think this idea is the medicine is in you. The play, the healing is in you and it's up to you to go in and search for what that medicine is. Mm -hmm. And my medicine was writing. My medicine was floating. My medicine was breathing, right? Mm -hmm. Your medicine was in the closet and being alone with your heart space and saying, tell me what I need to know. Pardon the interruption. Today's episode is brought to you by me. My shop, wakeupwithwesley.com is the spot you can get all my merch. So we have hoodies, t-shirts, oversized crew necks, stickers, keychains, all the designs feature the do no harm, take no shit, or my metamorphosis designs, you know, the goofies, the sticky icky goofies. We're all in right now. So um, head on over to wakeupwithwesley.com to support the show and just rock what I actually wear every single day. It's super soft. It's comfortable. It's symbolic apparel that reminds me and you to just keep going, keep doing it continue with your expansion while being all comfy and cozy at the same time. And secondly, a reminder to you all about my dear friend, my soul sister, Jessica Corton. Um, 
you can find her GoFundMe at www.gofundme.com slash F slash Jess dash miracle dash frequency. All proceeds from that GoFundMe go straight to Jess and her family to help her healing, to support her um, her body during this breast cancer journey that she's been on. I just, I could not thank you guys more for not only listening here each week, but for the kind messages and donations that Jess has received. It means more to me and I know to her than we could ever say out loud. So thank you again. We love you. Now let's get back to the show. The biggest medicine to me was allowing myself to have crazy thoughts and not shaming myself about them. Letting my mind go to the deepest, darkest corners of itself Mm -hmm. and saying, open that door, no shame. Yeah. Go dig through that closet in Mm -hmm. your mind. What do you find in there? Yeah. I wouldn't allow myself to go to the darkness. Mm. I wouldn't allow myself to go to the, Mm. to the scary parts of my own psyche or my own depth. Yeah. Because it scared me, Jess. It scared, I scared myself. Because yeah. I could feel as a child, all of this was in me and I didn't have like an example. I didn't have. Yeah, you were different. You didn't have someone that was I felt like weird. in this vibration that was doing that. Like, no. And neither did. I mean, it yeah. wasn't talked about yeah. how it is talked about now, at least in where I yeah. lived. And and it was such like a, a sca- I scared myself. Yeah. And I think I, my first bout of healing was self-medication. Mm in not a healthy way. Right. But then I look back at that moment and I was just doing what I'm doing now, choosing a different vehicle yes, because a different medium, like a different medium. I find, I find what you just said, like I'm either seeking to feel deeper or not feel the discomfort that I'm feeling mm. and in my meditations and in my writing and in my breath work, or sometimes I just read beautiful words and that can alchemize it for me. So it's not like disassociation. It's not, Oh, I don't like this feeling. Get it away. It's like, sit down, be quiet with myself and let this feeling take over me. It consumes me. It mm. devours me. And I allow, I allow the thing that I'm avoiding to take over, to be fully felt. And once it's fully felt, it naturally goes. That's what the body does. The body heals itself. And it moves it through. Like someone taught me um, emotions, the E stands for energy and and then it's motion. So emotions are just energy Mm -hmm. and they're supposed to move through the body. Mm -hmm. And that is something that we have a really hard time with. And that was the bravery that it took every day or that it takes when you sit down and you sit with yourself because you know that there's something to feel. Mm -hmm. It's, we don't know exactly what's going to come up, but we believe that within that feeling, there is, and there is something on the other side of it. It's faith in that. What? I just had a weird thought. What? Tell me. I just had, I don't know if this is even real. This could be real. Okay. Okay. So I I just. tell by the look in her eyes. I know. I just had a light bulb moment, like an aha moment. I feel like aha moments are gone. So I remember Mm. people on Instagram or like people who listen to the show are like, so like what, what meditations do you listen to? Like, what do you listen to? What are your, who, who cues you? Like what, Mm. what do you do? And in the past I've always been like, well, I don't really. Like, yes, there are moments when guided meditations are helpful or Mm -hmm. just I enjoy them. Mm -hmm. Like they're inspiring for me, but I've never, that, that was never my way ever. And I realized just now it's because for me to be who I am today, I couldn't be listening to the cueing of others. I didn't need a thoughtless mind. I needed my mind to be 
loud and screaming at me and I needed to sit down and pay attention to the monkey madness inside of me. Like a guided Mm. meditation could never do with just sitting and being quiet with myself did. And listen, a guided meditation would have been much easier. Yeah. It would have been much easier, but there is something to be said about like allowing that discomfort initially that always is there. The first time I meditated in my, in my closet, Jess, it was Mm -hmm. 2000. I was pregnant with Remy. So it was 2010. Mm -hmm. It was 2010. I've been doing this. And Oprah was my, she was the one I was watching Oprah and she was talking about meditation. I'm like, this girl's cool. Yeah. I vibe with Oprah. Like, I'm going to try to do this in my closet. It was a really hard time in our lives. And I sat down in my closet. I remember on a towel, Zuri was a baby and I closed my eyes, Jess, and there was no guided. I didn't even have internet. I didn't even have a laptop. I didn't even have, we didn't have this phone. This wasn't even invented yet. And I sat down in my closet and I closed my eyes and it took probably, I would say like a minute and a half to fully, to, to not sink deep into meditation, but to try out this new idea of like mindfulness. Yeah. And my body, there was a physical reaction in my body. I got the spins. Mm. Jess has never been drunk, but like mm. like a drunken night out mm-hmm. where you lay down after drinking and mm. your entire body feels like it's on a boat and you're spinning and you're mm. dizzy. That energy, when I finally sat with myself for the first time in my life, it could have knocked me over. That's how powerful it was. Wow. It was that deep and real inside me and it scared me because I was like, what? is this, I felt energy in my body. It shook me. I, I was like dizzy from it. And I don't think I meditated for a while after that. Well, I <laughs> think scared me. Well, and just that the beginning of it was there is powerful energy inside this body of mine when I pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what was the overwhelm was like, my body can feel all of these things when I sit still. And I, you know, when I work with women in meditation spaces and circles and before we do any talking, before we introduce ourselves, I just, we sit, we drop into like some really mindful breath and, you know, we do a few breaths together. I kind of help ground them and we open our eyes. And many times what happens is women, there's tears, there's, there's emotion and it's because I can see it in their faces. It's what I felt in my own when I had my first experience with meditation. It's like, oh, there you are. Mm-hmm. How are you? How are you doing in there? Mm-hmm. And it's like the conversation that we're having to self because that breath and that stillness and someone just holding space for us to be doing nothing at all but our but breathing, like that makes a connection point to the soul. And so that is the birthplace. That's the fertile ground for healing. Mm-hmm. And. That is what nature does for us. That is what um, taking our shoes off does for us. That is what wandering through the woods can do. And so you start like coming to know yourself in ways you've never known before because you're not doing, you're being. And in that being, you're in this creation state and creation energy is healing energy. Mm Mm-hmm. And so that is kind of the purpose of the walk. That is the purpose of the time. And I love, Wesley, how you were saying, when you start carving out time for this, you are like blessed by God, by universe. You are met halfway. You you are met. So it's like you open that space up. You open that container up and say, I'm here. Because what healing also takes is discipline Mm -hmm. to show up for yourself, like 
time and time again. And the more you show up for yourself, the more the energetic healing energy says, oh, she's coming for us. Mm -hmm. She wants to like, she wants to wake up the healing energy inside my body, right? Like it's, to me, I always look at healing like it's already in there. We just have to tell it, hey, hey guys, like we're here. It's like, like a time, pickle jar with time, a tight lid. Time, time, to, time to get at it. Yeah. Time to start those cells moving around, coming up. Totally. You know, like, and, and so, and it's, you guys, this is the thing that I want you to know. It's fun. It yeah. is fun. Like, I think we get into these spaces where I'm like, oh, I'm to sit still and I just got to be here with like this leaves. No, and it tells me it's going to thing. Like, it sucks in the beginning. It's just true. Yes. Know that. It, it's kind of hard in yeah, the beginning. It is. And then it starts become becoming a treasure hunt. Like it literally, it literally is like, what am I going to see oh today gosh, that yes. I've never seen? What? It's like this. So like healing, like in yes. my early thing, like the yeah. self-medication part, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's the same way there was an addiction. <laughs> there was an addiction. My body craved yes. that toxic medicine. Mm-hmm. I have changed my medicine into this healing balm, into yes. this healing, these healing practices. And without them... <gasps> I literally have withdrawals. My body craves this. Yes. It wants this. It wants the, it's medicine. It wants to be seen. It wants to be felt. The medicine wants to pump through the body. And it's fun. And it's fun, you guys. Like, get outside, get lost, be a little kid again. Like, let's not, like, when we dance, we're not like, okay, we're going to start at this side of the room and then we're going to move to this side of the room and then it's going to be done, Uh right? We don't go to a symphony to hear the last note the crescending note of the symphony. Like we go for the experience of the whole thing. We go, we move our bodies when we dance in any way we want without a plan. And so there's something to be said about that is not, is this, this thing that it isn't linear. Um, and it changes all the time. Like my healing used to be in the bathtub. Yeah. And then I went into my meditation room and there's been so many variations of my healing journey. And the bathroom floor. But my goo phase that I've been in for 20 months. Yeah. Tell me where that is taking place. freaking messy and I got lost. I told you, I like stopped doing all this stuff for the yeah. first time in my life. I was like, yeah, I remember F this. royally F this. Yeah. Like Ugh. I cannot come this far to only come this far and be back to where I started. I was mad. Yeah. I was angry. Just... You know. I know. You I was called pissed. me and you said, like, I mean, we talked about this actually on one of the podcasts. Yes. Like, I can't hear him. I can't hear the I universe. Felt cut I can't off hear by God. God. And that is I was like so resentful. Thing. It's that cutting. So this also, like, as a just to let people know, like, you're gonna have days where the healing is juicy and it's beautiful and it flows and it's like the river moving into the ocean into expansiveness. And, and that is um, just such sacred work. But then there are the phases when you've done that and you hit a wall and yeah. you don't feel anything. But the wall was there. This mm-hmm. is what I know now and yeah, I did so not know that. Yeah. So much of this healing journey is like, you gotta look back and it is 2020. And mm-hmm. it's funny because you really, it's really difficult to see it in the, in the present moment. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think that's God. Sometimes yeah. I don't think you're meant to see it in the moment. And if you yeah. can, good on you. But sometimes I can't. And, and I that's where back, the faith comes in. Oh, there's faith That's involved. where the faith is You got to keep going because mm-hmm. I never gave up. I was pissed about it. Yeah. I had a bad attitude mm-hmm. for a lot of days. But like I kept going. I kept showing up for myself. And you know what it was, Jess? I had to change my vehicle. Mm. I had to change my way. Like what you were saying about your walk, how there's not a path, how you veer off the path and you are in flow because there's something about um, 
adventuring and newness yes. that, that yes. excites the system and the soul to create this healing bomb that I think that you swim in really well. But I... I have this mini trampoline mm-hmm. and I yeah. use it for exercise. It's like I, my, I jump on the, the tramp. I've never seen her do this, but there's <laughs> something about the image of just her bouncing. Like I've seen it. It's in her room, yeah. like just bouncing on it. Like sometimes Bronson like sent me a video once with like you just bouncing on I it. I just dance on it's this just like trampoline. so cute. Yeah. Yes. So I was working out one day mm-hmm. and I'm like kind of royally F this work. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like it turned it back. <laughs> it's back on me. I'm like, I have given you so much of me. Mm-hmm. And like now you don't show up for me. Like yeah. I hate you. Like, yeah. like that. There is that, you guys. There is that. So I'm jumping on my tramp this day. <laughs> and and it's like to work out my physical body. Like I'm mm. like, okay, 15 minutes of jumping around, moving mm. my lymphatic, all the stuff. And then I put on ABBA. And ABBA's like my – it's like B-52s, ABBA, Tracy Chapman. Like I went Ooh, back to Tracy my – Tracy Chapman. I went back to my little girl self and I like turned it on loud. It, I was wearing Your headphones. AirPods. And I locked the door. Bronson works from home. Yeah. And and I locked the door because I'm like, I don't I know what's this. happening right now. You guys, now, are like, you loving this story? I love it so <laughs> it much. Keep private. going. It needs to be private. <laughs> so I lock the door mm. and I start dancing, but it's rage dance. It's like Ooh, moving my yes. body, like almost like pretending you have an audience. Uh-huh. Like if I was Tracy Chapman uh-huh. <laughs> and like in my room in front of a crowd and I am fully sending it, but in my rage. Yeah. And it was this like, it's this movement. It's this dance. I'm crying Mm -hmm. and I'm, I know I'm humiliated. If anyone sees this, Mm -hmm. it is not for others to see Mm -hmm. ever. It was like, so for me. Yeah. And a new modality. And I just start, it felt so good that for probably, I would say about nine weeks of my life, I would lock my door. I stopped using the trampoline. I just started rage dancing around my room. I am obsessed with this. And that was the catalyst to my healing. Like I needed to move my body in this way. Big movement. All of your stuff before that had been stillness. And that was important. It had been Mm -hmm. stillness. It had been sitting with it. But yeah. And so this is like the this is the thing where it's not linear. This is Mm -hmm. the thing like we don't have it figured out for a, a point of time that we just know. Yeah. And it's being open to shift. Like this is the flexibility part that's so challenging because you think you found your modality. You think you figured out what works. And then it shifts because it's, I think you spoke about this one time. It's like how you talked about how the shadow like shifts and it gets a little slippery. You like, you slippery little sucker. Where are you going? And so even our healing demands growth from us. And I love that because what your body needed was like, like movement without thought. Well, like, and the rage thing, I realized there was such a judgment in myself about a woman who mm. is enraged. Yeah. I don't think I've ever let myself be enraged. Yeah. I have a hard, we need to talk about that. I have a hard time with that too, but there's, I was there's much power in the expression of that. Like, and it was healthy. That's mm. what I thought. I thought yes. that, I thought that rage was unhealthy. I thought that anger was unhealthy. I thought it was a lesser emotion. Mm. And to get me through this really, really sticky, gooey phase, the 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 medicine that was lacking was honoring my anger. Yeah. And I don't know why, but I had to dance that shit out mm-hmm. to Tracy Chapman. Dance it out. What song was it? Because I really want to- Fast wanna, Car, yeah, all I, of them. I, Yeah. Like all, we're like gonna, all every single We're going to listen to that song <gasps> oh after gosh, this and Fugees. we're going to dance it out. I oh, yes. So you much. know Lauren is Lauren my girl. Hannah. Lauren is oh, my- so She is good. a prophet. She is. We will talk about her one day. That is my <laughs> yes. woman. 
That's it. I had to That's dance it. to them. Yeah. It was so freaking good. You know who else I danced to a mm. lot, which was like what? weird for me. Like I Oof. never listened to her. Kesha. Ooh, she's got some good ones. Like I, like she's that got was some, random. For Kesha's me. got some bangers. Kesha. Yeah. Have you ever heard her song "Praying"? Yes, I forgot oh, about that song. I, I would listen to, to that, that song. Sequences. That <gasps> is good. That was a good song. We might have to have, all of us have a dance party after this podcast. I want you to look up those songs on Spotify and dance it out. Yeah. You know, the other thing that we, I wanted to speak to is this kind of idea of being in this darkness. We talk about the goo phase and Wesley goes into that in depth. And we have this relationship with darkness that is uncomfortable. And one thing that I had to do or that I learned to do, like when I would get on that trail and there was times when it, the sun hadn't even come up yet, but I just couldn't be in those walls. I couldn't be inside. And I would go outside and the stars were still out and I would be there for like transition. And it wasn't the transition of like, you know, it wasn't the sunrise. It was that transition from night to dawn. Mm -hmm. And what I learned about like just what we do when we sleep, right? What happens in the brain, the healing properties of sleep is that just like in the creation story or in what the Hawaiians call the Kumalipo, there was darkness and then God said, let there be light. And that space of darkness is where so much transmuting happens, like in our bodies, in the world, when you even think about what cer there's certain chemicals released in our body at night in the darkness that are for our healing. There's certain processes that happen in plants and trees in the nighttime that is powering them through the day. And so it's like we sit in those dark places in the closet, right? In the bathtub with the lights off, in the place that we're like, this is a dark spot. In our mind when it's dark. Yes. And we allow the light to come when it's ready to come. When God says, let there be light, there is like a birth that happens. And so know that in those dark places, like in the fall, when you see these big oak trees with no leaves, that oak tree is working damn hard. It may have no trees, but you know what it's doing? It's photosynthesizing. It's storing its energy. It's saying, in a few months, we are going to be so beautiful. You watch me, girl. Yeah. You watch me bloom in the spring. Yes, you yes. Watch you me. Just, just wait. wait. Just wait. Just you wait. And so if you're in that stage of the oak tree where there are no leaves and it has that kind of spooky Halloween look. Freaking freaky. Yeah. Those, that greenery is in you. It is going to be birthed. And we just like... We wait on it. We wait on the healing. We do the things that we need to do to move to healing, but we also are patient. We cannot rush it. And that is the truth. Like we cannot rush the healing. Oh my gosh. Listen, everyone right now, go download Trevor Hall. You oh, can't rush your healing. Yes. I have listened anthem, to that on repeat. Anthem of this podcast. Yes. Jess, I want you, it's up to you, but do you feel, um, do you feel comfortable sharing what you've written to yourselves. Jess is a poet, so yes. bomb drop. Jess you're, is a poet. So. I don't know if I'm a poet, but I, I would love to because um, when I first started my walk, um, I would bring my journal with me and there were moments where I would sit down with my journal and I would start just flow writing. And I didn't even know where this was coming from, but it was so, so much of a download. And I knew that that download of the words were my own medicine. So, um, this was the first thing that I ever wrote and it moved into what, 10 to 13 journals. So it's called a tree house in my woods. And, um, it's a letter to little me who I call Jesse, dear Jesse. I'm so proud of you. Look what you built. 
Look at the life you lived. Look how brave you have been. I see your wild hair tied back and held down by a cap, rusty nails from dad's workbench carefully placed into your pocket, a hammer swinging from your belt loop, a tree in mind. You went to build something in the wild woods. I can hear the crisp sound of the hammer against the nail, echoing through the trees, a muddy wood plank to show the beginning of a home, of a safe place just for you. You never took anyone there. Why was that? What was it about the forest, the smell of pine needles and sap that kept calling to you? I look now at myself. I touch the back of my head and feel the soft, thick curls, not quite handfuls, but close. They are twirlable now, and that act, the the mindlessness of it, the old habit makes you smile. Growth, it's coming. It's evidence of time passing. It's evidence in the body of healing. Without meaning to, the act takes in a shiver. It runs down the spine, makes me hold the breath inside of me afraid to exhale and follow the mind's path to the next moment. I brace, lungs full, chest burning. I surrender. Lashes lashes touch down. Black is all I see. A word, a sob, a memory caught in the back of my throat. I can feel the smoothness of a bare head in my palms. I feel the ache of each follicle, releasing, sick, letting go of all my strands, all of its beauty, power. I was Samson embodied. I knew what it felt like to wake up without the thing that made you feel home in your body, in your power. I was him and he was me. It's a choice to go inward. It's a choice to make it sacred. It's a choice to use life to meet all of yourself. It's a choice to wander not knowing the path. It's a choice to build your own treehouse in the wild woods and dare to sit with all that rises. I wander the jungle paths the sands to the rocky corners of the reef. I find heart-shaped coral. I hold flowers in my hands and tuck them behind my ears. I walk with no end in mind, but searching, seeing, heel to toe, heel to toe, I step, slow, steady, mind full. Every day I pick up a crumb of something I left for myself all those years ago in the woods. I'm on a new path in Hawaii, but something tells me I have done this before, walked into my own wilderness, a semblance of a safe place. I keep my eyes up looking for Jessie. She knew how to follow her heart and walk confidently into the wild, supplies in hand even. And so I feel like every day I return to myself. There is no more cancer in my body, but the year spent dissolving cancer cells takes its toll. Just as I live the terror and miracles, the day's healing and remembrance have their own path into the woods. I cry every day on my walks. I take pain that I tucked away, that my mind protected me from, and I ask God, please let it rise. I relive it. I bite my lip. I wrap my shoulders in to bury my heart deeper into my chest. I take myself to the ache because I want to heal it, to take it in with wisdom, tenderness, and love. Because I have learned that feeling it all allows me to rinse it through, let it go, to thank the pain for being my guru, my knowing. I choose to heal my hurt. I choose to unlock what sometimes feels like too much. And when the ocean falls from my eyes and salt streaks my face, I know I am getting closer to her, to me, to little Jessie, to the echoing of a single hammer, to brown hands and dirt-stained nails digging into a pocket to build something she knew she would need all these years later. A safe place in the woods that she would go to heal it, to love it, to learn it. I built the treehouse so long ago to only find it here in Hawaii, here in my center, a soft place to feel all the sacredness that transpassed.
I feel a a giddiness rise as I walk closer. I see her from behind, an unruly ponytail. What will we say to each other? I'm not sure, but I want to wrap her up, smell her hair, look deep into her coffee dark eyes and say, keep building that house in the woods. We will need it, dear one. I'll be waiting for you. I'll be looking for you. I will always be here, there, everywhere for you. The whisper that traveled through space and time was my own. The whisper, the voice, the hidden path was my highest, truest self saying, Yes, Jesse, under the trees find stillness, and sap filled palms find stillness, with bruised knees find stillness, with ferns rubbing your shins find stillness. And now she calls me like we have taken turns being the guide for one another, that always when we feel fragmented, broken, lost, that the heart, the essence of our being is calling us back to our own rivers, our own healing waters, the light always gently glowing, reminding us to come back, to go in, to find the safe house we built in the woods all those years ago. Yeah, you're a poet. (laughs) I love that. Thank you, Jess. You're welcome. Thank you for listening. Thank you for letting me share. This is my medicine for myself, you know. And and it's powerful for me. Share, Jess, is that you can have these totems, these people that you look up to in this space, and that's beautiful. And it's it's very important. It's very important to have these guideposts, these lighthouses, these people that we that kind of show us the way. But I think that what we feel called to just put on your hearts is that the way is actually your way. Yes. You have to figure out your way. And when your way, for whatever reason, stops working, it's actually your responsibility to find a new way. Yes. Until you are old for the rest of your life. Yes. You just, you find a new way and you find a new way and you keep going and you never stop because this type of work is worth it. Yeah. This is, this is what it is. And I just believe in every single person that wants to heal, that it will be revealed to you what your medicine is. Mm-hmm. Like trust in that. It wasn't easy to find my own, but it did take sitting with myself, sitting in dark, cold places sometimes. And the belief that your highest self, that your God, that your source, that your being will find you there. Mm-hmm. And whether that is your little self, whether that is your highest future self, whether that is, you know, whatever representation that is, you call for it and it will come. And so that is like my knowing. And I want that to be your knowing because I believe if you want it, if you ask when the student is ready, the teacher will come. Jess, thank you for this one. Yeah, this Love is good. That. Should we go surfing? Yeah, let's go. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, bless uh, <laughs> no more stress. Uh. <laughs> we out. We out. We're going to go surf. Bye, guys. See you Bye. next week. <laughs> go surf. Yeah, let's go.